2: now
4: You know, I'd love to do stories non-stop on this channel that you guys absolutely wanted to hear. I'd love to tell you that the good guys win, that they did the right thing in the moment, and the law recognizes that. But unfortunately, that sometimes is just not the case. Unfortunately, even something that we feel like should be covered by self-defense actually isn't and that's what we're going to talk about today because we have two very similar cases both involving dollar stores both involving robberies both involving shootings by good samaritans that don't have any criminal record however both of them are currently charged as crimes and unlike other self-defense cases that we see charged improperly there actually might be a decent case against these two defenders. Now look, I have no sympathy, and you guys know this if you watch my channel, and if you're new, let me tell it to you clearly, for the criminals in either of these cases. I don't support them. I don't think that they were just Aladdin stealing because they needed food for their family or anything like that. But it is important to break down what are known as imperfect cases of self-defense so you guys out there in the audience, if you find yourself in a self-defense scenario, don't make the same mistakes. That may be both, but definitely one of these people ended up making in these instances, because for all their similarities, there are some key differences that we have to go over before we get into it. Also, this video is sponsored, so before we get into it, we're going to have to transition to the sponsor, but be sure to come back on the other side of this ad read because these are important cases in red states and you should know the laws and know that they're not unlimited even in the states that we're talking about if you've noticed an increase in wrinkles fine lines and bags under your eyes Guess what? You might not just be dealing with the normal signs of stress because of the new year. You might actually have had a decrease in your production of collagen within your body. You might also be noticing that your skin elasticity is a little bit down. Your hair's thin and your skin overall is also thin. This is largely due to the fact that our body slows down its natural collagen production. And one of the things you could do to fight back against it is go over to healthwithjustice.com and get yourself this amazing collagen powder there are five different types of collagen in here it will make you look and feel younger and this amazing formula can be yours risk-free 60-day money-back guarantee for 51% off at healthwithjustice.com or restore your collagen today healthwithjustice.com so our first case actually involves a dollar store shooting in louisiana where the clerk shot an armed robber and by the way i like to give credit anytime i see a story first on another youtuber's page so i just want to shout out a black conservative perspective for putting together his video because that's my jumping off point for even getting into both of the stories that we're talking about also i heard the guy's a pretty cool guy that he runs a family operation if you think i've been crazy with my daily uploads this guy uploads about 14 times a day i think so go over give him a subscribe say hello on my behalf and thank him for at least in part inspiring this segment now this is a case where a dollar general in louisiana was robbed multiple times according to the store clerk Our shooter, our imperfect defender, if you will, it was robbed six different times. And on this instance, the robbery actually was an armed robbery. Somebody came in pointed a gun at him, demanded money from the register, the money was turned over and then the suspect fled and by the way, this is probably the most crucial aspect of the story it was at this point that the clerk fired upon the suspect not only hitting the suspect, which would later be a fatal gunshot wound, but also hitting a customer, again as he was on his way out the door now our shooter is a man called Rafis Anderson, 30 years old no criminal record, he was working at the Dollar General, and as I described before he was victimized by multiple different robbery attempts and he claims in his police report which by the way is not the worst claim to make if you find yourself in this scenario that he feared for his life this was the sixth robbery that he had to experience if you guys are unaware this business insider article actually highlights that dollar stores due to the fact that they're located in bad neighborhoods and often deal with a higher volume of cash transactions are often targeted for robberies and this is why he shot at the armed robber as he fled from the store. And again, because I have no sympathy for armed robbers and for armed criminals, I do want to point out that this armed robber ended up being found north of the store in a pool of his own blood on top of the money that he just stole from the store. So he definitely did do the robbery, he definitely did commit the crime, and he definitely was not a good person. And he may have been the person who is repeatedly robbing this place, and it was only a matter of time when you have these repeat armed robbers before somebody completely innocent ends up dead now to be clear rafis is not being charged as of right now in any way shape or form for hitting the customer thankfully that customer was okay Only one shot was fired. It's not like Ruffis was just firing crazy and he ended up hitting a customer because he didn't know what he was doing. He tried to put one shot in the person who just robbed him, and we can all understand that emotional reaction to being robbed, to having a gun pointed in your face, and this being the sixth time. But the thing is... The man was fleeing, so even though he was armed, this is not covered by Louisiana law. And now Anderson is facing manslaughter charges, and after scanning over Louisiana law, it is not looking good for Anderson. Now I will say, Anderson did everything aside from whether or not this is covered by self-defense correctly. After the shooting, he thought he missed the guy, by the way he locked up his store and then he went over to the police and told them about the encounter so he's the one who informed them that he was the shooter he told them about the robbery the series of robberies he told them that he feared for his life and i'm just hoping because this guy all around seems like a decent guy that there's footage of the robber making some kind of move back towards anderson that could be interpreted as a threat because even though this is clearly not covered by self-defense law according to the letter of the law i'm hoping that something would would cut in his favor so he doesn't have to serve out a full manslaughter sentence in prison. Because again, this is not somebody who's just popping off shots randomly or anything like that. This is somebody who experienced an armed robbery could have easily killed this person under louisiana law had he still been facing him or had he still been lingering around in the store and he was able to draw and it's only because the window of self-defense closed that he is vulnerable to criminal charges so even though this person just committed a felony he just committed an armed felony under the letter of the law he's not covered while i typically talk about laws as they connect to each individual state because states have their own laws i do want to point out that this is actually quite literally literally, the textbook example of a non-justified use of deadly force so the way that i encountered this when i was studying self-defense law the example that is the textbook example was this idea that a man's life is worth more than a candy bar and this specifically was referencing a shopkeep's ability to shoot somebody after they committed a theft and they're leaving and i know some of you're going to say unarmed robbery is different from shoplifting or whatever but in reality this person was still fleeing therefore his life was no longer forfeit now maybe a talented lawyer can make the case that when this person was running out of the door or out of the exit he was running past a customer and this guy was not only trying to protect himself but he was trying to protect the customer again god bless to the defense team i really hope that anderson doesn't get such a harsh conviction and end up in prison he's 30 years old no criminal record was just trying to defend his store he just did so in prison properly hart was in the right place but when you commit a shooting like this you leave yourself vulnerable to prosecution this is not a written house case where everything's covered wire to wire on video and because of political purposes they're charging him and making a big show out of it this is actually a textbook example of an imperfect self-defense case now again we don't have video if there is video that comes out that maybe gives something to the defense I'll talk about it in the future because I don't want to see Anderson serve a long prison sentence because some scumbag decided to rob him and he didn't shoot within the preferred window that would be covered under self-defense. Now, I said it before and I'll say it again. The fact that this qualifies as an unjustified shooting or an unjustified homicide, according to the letter of the law, is not my personal opinion. It's not the outcome I prefer in this case. It's the actual outcome. It's what we can gleam from the record from From the common law from the law in the state of louisiana and all that adds up to some charges or at least anderson being vulnerable to some charges and maybe a conviction now he could get a sympathetic jury people who are sick of criminality and all of that but according to the letter of the law as the facts are presented right now in this moment his fear for his life even if that was a legitimate fear is not a reasonable fear when the person is leaving the store so that's where we are in terms of that story Now, I want to change up some of the factors of the case, but I don't want to do it in a hypothetical sense. I actually want to move to Dallas because there was a very similar kind of situation where somebody came into a dollar store, started committing a crime, and somebody who was a customer actually shot the person on behalf of the employees of the dollar store. And we need to get into this video so you can understand exactly what went down.
5: A Dallas man is charged with murder for shooting and killing an unarmed robber he believed was attacking two. Dallas two dollar store employees. Hello, everybody. I'm Heather Hayes. And
1: I'm Steve Eager. It's nine o'clock. After the shooting, he stayed on the scene, waited for the police to come and spoke with police. Dallas police tell us Kevin Jackson was legally carrying the gun he used to shoot and kill Philip Betts inside a family dollar on South Lancaster Road last night. He told police he was worried about the safety of the two female employees who were being attacked.
4: So as you can see by the way that that was presented, you can understand that it is quite similar to the instance in Louisiana. However, there are three key differences that I want to talk about because I think they're incredibly important and I think they'll help you determine whether or not this case falls under the same category of an imperfect self-defense. So first and foremost we have moved from Louisiana to Texas. Texas actually has stronger laws which we're going to touch on a little bit later in terms of self-defense and defense of others than the state of Louisiana. I'm sure they're both graded quite high in comparison to a more left-leaning state but just so you know, they got stronger laws in general when it comes to this kind of thing on behalf of the perspective defender, who in this case is 47-year-old Kevin Jackson Sr. Now, in this story, what ended up happening was that there was some shoplifting going on in this store. Two employees
2: Order now
1: At fighterflare.com.
4: Flair.com. notice this repeat offender again very similar to the other story and decided to tell him to get out of the store in response to those two female employees this shoplifter decided to curse at and then physically attack both of the women this is where kevin jackson senior steps in because he notices that these two women are getting beat up by this criminal
5: 47-year-old Kevin Jackson Sr. is facing a murder charge after Dallas police say he shot and killed a suspected shoplifter who was fighting two women working inside Family Dollar's Lancaster Road location in Oak Cliff Tuesday night.
0: And the murder charge is what fit the elements of the offense.
4: Now, again, the Dallas police officer says that they charged murder again, a significantly higher charge than the manslaughter that we're dealing with in Louisiana, because that is the charge that fit. And as you guys should know, murder is not just killing another person. It is the premeditated unjustified killing of another person. So the argument that they're making is that unlike that other person who drew the gun and fired at somebody fleeing the store, which was a heat of the moment kind of thing, therefore manslaughter. In this instance, Evan Jackson Sr. actually acted with malice in a cold, calculated and premeditated way. So I want you to think about that as we're comparing these two cases. And remember, the state of Texas is supposed to have stronger self-defense protections than the state of Louisiana. Yet we have a more harsh charge in this instance than the charge laid in Louisiana. According to an arrest affidavit,
5: a female assistant manager recognized Philip Betts as someone who frequently steals. She asked Betts to leave and to return stolen items from his coat.
0: He came into the store and he began to commit what we call theft offense.
4: Now that might seem like a minor thing right there what that sergeant just said but remember he's trying to justify the legal basis for charging murder in this instance. That is why the specific word that he used which is a legal term is theft because a theft of this kind would be classified as a misdemeanor and therefore your ability to defend yourself or others is significantly mitigated as compared to a felony. So what he's saying is is that this was a petty theft therefore it was not a situation that required any deadly force and remember the person who was shot was unarmed in this instance now let's go forward according to the affidavit Betts
5: tried to leave with the items but the woman took his backpack Betts briefly stepped outside but returned striking her multiple times with his fists another female employee intervened by spraying Betts with mace and trying to get him to leave they began fighting. Jackson, who police say is not connected to anyone involved, walked in and noticed the fight. And after watching for a moment, pulled out his firearm, told the women to move and fired a single shot, which killed Betts.
4: Was that a legal gun?
0: yeah it was a legal
4: gun so jackson senior shows up in a store notices that there's a fight notices that there's two women getting beat up the pepper spray was completely useless unfortunately in this instance so he says that the two employees need to get out of the way and then he takes a single shot but to be clear, there's something about this single shot that is also very crucial that you need to understand because it helps give us his state of mind considering that he's being charged with a premeditated act of murder.
5: You know, Just from looking at it, this guy was going about his business at the, at the store and saw something that alarmed him and he took action based on something that he really perceived was necessary at that time. Former prosecutor, now criminal defense attorney Robert Rogers, who's not connected to this case, argues it may have been legal for for jackson to shoot bets based on the facts as i read them in this affidavit i believe that's a clear robbery where the person is starting to use force to enable him to complete the offensive theft dallas police confirm it labels the initial offense as a robbery
4: again very interesting how the sergeant is representing himself because remember what the police say to the press is not necessarily what's going to be argued in the court and what the dallas pd's position is on this instance so Earlier on, he said it was a theft, more akin to a petty theft, not a violent instance. However, now it's a robbery. And by the way, you heard from the prosecutor turned defense attorney because of the fact that physical force was being used to secure the goods. So now all of a sudden, the circumstances change a little bit. We have the requisite felony. We have the legal gun owner and that legal gun owner saw two women being attacked. So his actions seem at this moment, at this point in time, to be justified. Thus, the murder charge doesn't make sense. But again, remember that sergeant very weaselly calling it a theft even though they stated at other points that it was in fact a robbery. It was in fact this offensive robbery. Jackson, who does not have a criminal history according to Fox 4's search of court
5: records waited for police to arrive. He agreed to an interview at headquarters. He said he was concerned for the safety of the two women and aimed for Betts' leg. It's unclear where Betts was hit. Then it's going to be up to a grand jury to decide whether they believe self-defense applies clearly or if they believe there's probable cause that it doesn't apply and that it should go to trial. According to the affidavit, surveillance footage shows Betts running toward the door while being hit by both women before Jackson told them to move and shot Betts.
0: Just know that at the time of the shooting, there was no imminent danger for a deadly force confrontation.
4: I just one. So now you guys see what the case that is being made by the Dallas PD, by the district attorney, against Kevin Jackson Sr. actually is. Essentially, what they're arguing is that even if you could meet the threshold of a robbery, and this was a violent robbery as he was beating up two women in order to secure these goods, when Kevin Jackson Sr. ordered the two women to get out of the area... In that moment, the window to use defensive deadly force was actually closed because in that very second, this guy was not menacing those other two women. This guy was just separate, and he was unarmed, and that is at the moment that he was shot. And Kevin Jackson Sr. talking about how he was going to shoot him in the leg in order to immobilize him, and the fact that he waited at the store for the police to show up, and the fact that he agreed to an interview, goes to his credit as a person because he was a good dude. He saw something going on that was horrible, decided to intervene, and he really didn't think he was going to get screwed over by the Dallas police in the way that he did. By the way, lesson from me to you, from my lips to your ears— Ask for a lawyer, ask for a lawyer, ask for a lawyer. Always ask for a lawyer because you're never going to be able to talk yourself out of trouble with the police, but you will be able to talk yourself into trouble. So it's pretty heartbreaking that this 47-year-old person, legal gun owner, never committed a crime, no record, anything like that, sees two women getting beat up. And because he didn't want to hit any of the women accidentally, he is now being charged with murder. Now, I just want to say that even though I don't like either of these outcomes, even though I do think that we should be less sympathetic to criminals, I actually understand why charges were laid against both of these individuals, because this is what is called imperfect self-defense cases. Genuine crimes were committed in both cases. There were genuine threats that could be interpreted as potential deadly threats or threats of serious injury in both cases. However, when both of these shots were fired, that window for self-defense was actually closed. The moment had actually passed. However, these are not equivalent cases. I actually think that Jackson Sr. is in way better shape than Anderson over in Louisiana because the Anderson case, as we talked about earlier is quite literally the example of the limits of self-defense that you would find in a textbook. Somebody fleeing a store, and the shop keep firing upon them as they flee. So I actually think Anderson is in a lot more trouble. But it appears like Jackson Sr. would have missed his window by a far narrower margin than Anderson would have, and we also have the ambiguity, which could help play into the defense because we already have, as a component of this story, the criminal leaving the store, coming back in and inflicting violence on the women. And basically what the argument is, is that if he would have shot this person while the fight was going on, while he was still on these women, then he would have been all good, all clear, ready to go, perfect self-defense. But since he ordered the women to clear and they were technically clear at the moment that he fired the shot, shot therefore it's an imperfect self-defense but the thing is the fact that this person left and came back and re-engaged in the fight could lead you to believe that he would do that again also if we have surveillance video that shows the separation but him moving towards either the women or towards jackson senior that would also play into the hand of jackson senior in his defense that this guy was still a continuous ongoing threat and the fact that the Louisiana person was armed and this person is unarmed is also completely irrelevant. Self-defense does not require perfect knowledge. What it requires is that you act as a reasonable person would act in a similar set of circumstances and if somebody just left the store came back in re-engaged the fight or I stumbled upon somebody who's beating up two women i could presume that it's at least a possibility that if he made an aggressive action he might be escalating even further thus grabbing a weapon maybe even a deadly weapon and that perception is quite reasonable therefore that defense and defense of others would apply in that scenario so even though jackson senior is being charged with a murder murder a more serious charge. I actually think his defense, based not only on the scenario, independent of the state, but on the fact that he's in the state of Texas, but on the fact that this is also considered a robbery at some points by the police, and some points it's considered a theft, but you're going to argue it's a robbery and it's not going to be that hard of an argument, that he would actually be acquitted if this was put to a trial. Now, I really hope that he doesn't plea out. I really hope he doesn't plea out to a felony because it would be unfortunate to have somebody who is a decent person who wants Wanted to defend two women be disarmed legally for the rest of his life and again this is a guy who's never broken a law no criminal record in his entire life so he would actually be somebody who would be a hundred percent disarmed if he actually got tagged with a felony conviction that's very unfortunate i don't like that but again those are my thoughts on these two cases and i want to know what you guys think and by the way I understand what you guys are going to say emotionally. I want to know what you guys think about the legal arguments and try to use actual legal arguments instead of made-up legal arguments, even though if you make really bad ones that make me laugh, I will post them on Twitter because that's what I do when you leave those in the comments below. Now, if you like this video, you show them by leaving a like. You guys know the drill. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description of this video. Thank you, by the way, for almost getting me to a 1,000 subscribers on Spotify. This has been me talking about two different imperfect self-defense cases till next time.
1: Order now